Oh yeah, I am still riding high from last week's episode. I know Merlin had a few scrapes, and Soby just seemed to laugh along the way. And I felt the same with Lenara, you know, when she was three points away from permanent death. Best part is, I think I have my best backup character in mind. And I can't wait when the dice betray me. Heck of a way to go, though. Being devoured by figurative and literal ankle biters. The preserved children swarming like rodents all tangled up, as if they've created some sort of brat king. Lost Stonestone is going to have to pay for all these lives and Little League teams he's ruined. So let's see if his credit is good in episode 70 of What the Fumble, Moment of Silence. ever actually seen like an abandoned warehouse or like a dilapidated building go up in flames i set one on fire on my way here to get in the mood oh yeah <laughs> so many so many 83 this year alone <laughs> okay have well, you have you i mean have you actually to, to an extent yes um now to be fair it wasn't exactly a big fire but it was enough that i feel like you know, thick black plumes coming up was a thing. And then, of course, me and the kid that were smashing the windows in the warehouse, um, uh, we, we put out the fire. And and we saw a cop show up, um, uh, that kind of thing. It was a dilapidated oh. warehouse. So, like, I not remember terri- that. it's not, like, terribly big plumes of smoke because, like, kids could put the fire out. Yeah, but there was still a fire to begin with. Fair. And if, if left unattended, I'm sure it could have been... Perhaps a little Exciting. bit worse. Uh, uh, listen, at the end of the day, it was a lot of fun smashing windows. I'm I'm not going to lie about that. You know, what was it, like five or six-year-old me? I was having a blast with it. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, if left unchecked, that possibly could have led into pyromania. But there's something to be said about, you know, a building and explosions and large structures being on fire, which sort of leads me to think, you know, how much of this warehouse that we're in is actually got anything left? Okay, a couple of things there. I don't think you should be encouraging pyromania in our five and six year old listeners. There, Miles, You're right, we have <laughs> so many, right? Uh, I well, like this. This is what's gotten me. Is this conflagration? Like everything was burnt, or everything exploded? Because like, if you look at the explosion in Burnside, there was. Uh, that was really a silo, but it was still in a similar, like, warehouse thing. That was, like, boom, stuff everywhere, really no fires. Like, if you have a lot of explosions, generally there's not so much fire. So I'm intrigued to see what the damage is in here and how much, yeah, of the structure is left. Or if the structure's gone, you know, chances are things aren't as burned. But, Definitely uh, things on fire. Yeah, things on fire. So things hey. are on fire. And to go back to the story, because I played shitty lookout when uh, Miles and other party who shall not be named was in there, and I found out it wasn't necessarily the smoke that brought people's attention, but I don't think you can realize how loud windows can be when they break. Oh, so you uh. got? Oh, you're heroes. You brought attention. To the fire. No, because it's By like breaking windows. People, yeah, people like down the way because it was like in this par- giant, like you know, abandoned park of sorts. Like people could hear it from like you know, eight, nine hundred feet away. These giant glass panes breaking, <laughs> right? And they're like, "What the hell is that noise?" And then all of a sudden, police come by. <laughs> but it wasn't the smoke; it was the glass breaking. That's probably just one of those sounds that everybody's everybody's probably heard broken glass. And it's never, like, a good thing unless you're at a Jewish wedding or something. But, mazel tov. Yeah. If if you're at home, you hear that, and, like, everybody turns their focus to it. I work in a restaurant. Everybody definitely turns their focus anytime a glass breaks. So, um, maybe it's just something that... It's one of those sounds that people are more susceptible to, kind of thing. So, like, actually, speaking of fires, uh, 
they've started programming some fire alarms with like a particular voice tone saying fire get out fire get out because just the way it's uh that voice is it's more apt to like wake you up or something like that i think it's like a female voice in particular i can't remember the thing you know next time yes we're exploding uh warehouses we'll talk about it it was on an episode of qi but it's it's one of those things that will like get you through sleep like even in a deep stage of sleep oh sort of like how how like new mothers will like the sound of a crying baby will wake them up from anything yeah cool similar to that but you know they're not letting babies on fire that's neat speaking of fire like how up to code was this warehouse like clearly no (laughs) sprinklers went off this is a terrible (laughs) warehouse (laughs) there are definitely no sprinklers speaking of sprinklers though there was this one time i've never seen a warehouse go up in flames but in my younger years working in restaurants, I worked in a kitchen where the fire suppressum, suppression system went off. Oh, no. And it was, I tell you, that is a hot mess if you've never seen that happen. We were closed for three days. Holy <laughs> shit. What a Damn. mess. It's like the world's most depressing foam party. Yeah, it's it is not. Oh, yeah, I suppose you couldn't really use water in a kitchen if it was a grease fire. That would be. Right, yeah. It was, yeah, uh, holy hell. This was like a steakhouse. Oh, no. What, was it like, was it warranted or did like just the system malfunction? And it was just like, hey, surprise, fire suppression. Oh, it was definitely warranted. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was very, okay. <laughs> it was very warranted. One of the cooks made a boo-boo. Oh. Was one of those cooks named Justin? No, it wasn't me. No, I was like two stations down on the line. It wasn't me. It was a guy named Bluston. <laughs> Weird part is he was making salads. <laughs> so you guys want to play some D&D? Yeah. I could play some D&D. Do a little D&D? Let's play some D&D. Dabble in some tabletop RPG. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, so formal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're not engaging, you know, a giant swarm of children. We can actually collect our thoughts and hopefully collect some evidence before everybody and their dog shows up. Yeah, try to wrap your And then we get to kill the dogs. That's it. And the everybody. As long as it's not a wolf. No witnesses. (laughs) As long as it's not a wolf. Yeah, that, (laughs) that wolf that almost got you guys. What a legend he was. Yeah, I I don't think I can ever not think of that whenever a fight's going bad. It was a 40 episodes later, we're still fearful of his name. Mm-hmm. That damned wolf. That one wolf. Let's do this. All right. We ended last week with you guys wondering what the next step of the plan is, essentially. You just took down a big mob of zombie kids. You came out to this warehouse that's owned by Voth Stonesnout in hopes of maybe getting some dirt on him. And you found it pretty easily. It's now pretty obvious why Voth Stonesnout is making so much more money than the other merchants. He's not paying labor costs, uh, production, happening 24-7. But what are you guys thinking? I know, I think Tess at the very least has kind of mentioned how much she wants to... Go end Voth Stonesnout's life. Yeah, I I mean, it's not like an entire burned building full of zombies is going to go anywhere. There's there's evidence. There's uh, also, like we kind of mentioned in the opening there, uh, there's a big old trail of smoke heading up into the air. You just very recently, I think it was what? Thunderclap? Thunderwave? Thunderwave, yeah. I was getting too mixed up. But you made a whole bunch of noise. And there's smoke going up into the air. Uh, the building itself, there's, it's not like a roaring fire. Mostly, you know, a lot of like the cloth and the linens inside have started tiny fires. There's definitely fire, but, uh, it's not like completely engulfed yet, but enough that it's noticeable in the air for sure. Um, just in the event that we do everything I want and nothing anyone else wants, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's Looster looking like on spells? You don't have Pass Without a Trace anymore, right? Yeah, I don't have any second level slots anymore. Okay, because that would have been like a super good getaway. Um, but how how could we have known? Yeah. No, I think what Looster would like to do is, after finally processing the horror of what we've gone through, is try to figure out how the heck does Voth have access to raising the dead 
And if there's anything that within this textile mill that isn't textile related, because I don't think you need textiles to raise the dead. So there must be something here that doesn't belong that points in that direction. Because we can say that, yeah, there's this whole warehouse on fire kind of thing. But if we want to get real dirt on Voth, I feel like figuring out how he has access to this might be more prudent. So I would like to look around, you know, and see if there's anything that leads us towards like, you know, I don't know, spell components or or some kind of ledger or something that like a magic user was here to, you know, give commands because like zombies just don't do this on their own. Right. This didn't just happen. Yeah. yeah. The first thing Lenara is going to do, she's going to cast Detect Magic, run into the center of the warehouse before the fires get any bigger, just do a little spin around and uh, see if she can see anything. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, you see nothing going on. Aside, of course, from the items on you guys. Perfect. All right. Um, that means no magic inside. Salash would definitely, walking in, almost sort of like... Horatio on CSI or something, but without a witty one-liner, um, would walk in and immediately start inspecting these vats and the chemicals involved. Are these actually being used for textiles? Like, I know he probably doesn't have a whole lot of experience with textiles and the like, but to have enough noxious fumes to create the poison condition, like, that seems a little suspicious to him. Um, he just wants to see what's actually being made. Is it actually textiles or is there something else being made? Yeah, sure. You're just give me an investigation. Um, that is going to be a 15. As far as you can tell, and Slash is pretty comfortable in this, uh, poisonous environment. So you have no issues kind of walking around in there. It's a little warm. There's little fires all over the place. Uh, but no, it looks like it was legitimately, uh, a textile mill. There's just vats of dyes and, uh, chemicals, uh, the only reason it got so bad in here is because he was trying to... It looks like he was trying to sell this place off as uh, an abandoned warehouse, essentially. Like, he didn't want anyone to know there's production going on inside. So, there's, like, literally zero ventilation until you guys arrived. So, like, this door could have been closed and all this all this steam from all the the vats has just been accumulating for, like, at least days, maybe a lot longer. Okay. Oh, I wonder if we can find any kind of ledger of what maybe was produced here or anything, or like, you know, accounts receivable or Probably. something. I, I feel That's like that bad. would be in Voth's office. Yeah. That said, uh, while you are all like walking into the warehouse and poking around, um, Tess is just pacing agitatedly, like at the, yeah. like, oh, my at thing the entrance. Six seconds. I'm, I'm back out and ready to roll. Oh yeah. So, so like when, when Lustra is poking around and, um, Salash is looking into the vats, uh, he's just going to be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? We need to find more dirt. We need to put Voth's stone snout in the ground. We need to not be here when people come snooping around. Yeah, but we need, we need more than just this because this is going to be common knowledge by the time we get back to Jasper. Let's go to his office. With what? We, hey, we yeah, we're going to kill him. Sure. I'm just saying is that it might help to have some more leverage. And there might be something here. For example, how does he get his actual materials out of an abandoned place that has no entrances or exits? Let's ask him. At the very least, I think we should walk and talk as we move away from this place. Are we confident we can handle another encounter in our current state? While I do not know much about... Voth Stone Snout, I do know that you don't hold on to power in Martira Bay or anywhere in the domains of dread without having the ability to defend yourself. How are we all feeling? Do we require healing? I very much require healing. I think we all do, but I think one thing that we don't have is time. So if we can walk and talk and heal and get to him as soon as possible, he we can't give him time to go yeah. to go to ground. We need to reach him before news of this reaches him. Slash sort of grits his teeth. I still think there's many questions left unanswered here, but I can appreciate that engaging the 
principle or the element that can escape is probably the more prudent one. Slash nods and makes his way to the exit of the warehouse. Three beats one. So Lustro will follow Slash out. Also, there's fire and plumes of smoke. You think we are not going to get in encounter people looking who come sniffing around within the next five minutes? I'm just saying it was worth checking, but yeah, let's get out of here. We don't want to be connected to this anyways. Could we even sneak behind some of the warehouses and go back that way? You certainly take, yeah, a road that you didn't uh, take to get here. Take a different route. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'll pull the hood of the Cloak of Elvenkind up over my head. Uh, quickly before leaving, Slash, stepping over the bodies strewn about the floor, will take a moment to find uh, the child that was missing um, and mm-hmm. grab any kind of identifying marker, uh, be it a, a cloth or like a or, or one of the pieces of clothing that the old woman had described. Like the yeah, red absolutely. Hat. Yeah, 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 just grab that, hat. take it with them. You find the singed red hat and take it with you. And head off into kind of the back alleys to make your way towards the offices of the Weaver's Guild, the offices of Voth Stone Snout. Maybe take a take a knee around a corner to do some healing spells, that kind of thing. Is that what we sort of want to do? I I feel like re-upping is a a good plan because i mean there's we're gonna there's gonna be another fight yeah um slash will pull out a jar of pickles <laughs> <laughs> of pickled carrots yes it acts like a healer's kit not a potion though oh that's right yeah. healers kit have to use on a short rest right now right. now if you had the healer feet <laughs> you could <laughs> heal somebody with that jar of pickles you could yeah no i don't good have times <laughs> okay so how many how many spells do we have left all told oh I have two level one spells and one sorcery point. So I've got four level ones. I got one level one, three level twos, one level three. Oh damn! Okay, so Slash I also have magic. five spell slots left at my disposal. I feel like we should maybe have one or two if one if any of us go down again, but. If we can be at at least close to three quarters full, that would probably not be the worst. I will heal. I'll uh, since I only had the one sorcery point and I can't get much back anyway. I'll uh, heal two people with one spell slot. Uh, would who are you, who do you want to heal? Like I, I don't think it matters at this point. Who's up? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Do you want to heal yourself? Because oh, I definitely. Rough. I'm eight out of twenty-seven hit points. Yeah, so. I'm eleven of twenty-three. Twelve of forty-four. Lustra, oh then God. I'm eighteen. Okay. Uh, so hey, hey, Lustra, what's up, mm-hmm. buddy? Hey, see, it's the medley one. Ooh, so a little twin casting going on from the sorcerer. Yeah, that's ten for each of us. Oh, that's wow. nice. Nice. Now I'm at two-thirds full. Hooray! <laughs> uh, I'll go over and and clasp uh, Tess on the shoulder there. And you're going to heal for another six. Thank you. And I'll do the same with Slash. You heal for another seven. Hey! Van Richten will walk up to, I think, probably Lustra. Is that who's mm-hmm. still yeah. kind of the weakest oh, at yeah. this point? Mm-hmm. Uh, here, let me try to cure your wounds. We'll perhaps have use of that new shield of yours soon. Yep. Make sure to give that Arcana check. And he's still poisoned. He is still poisoned. That's not good. No, that's not good at all. He fails the Arcana check. <laughs> I'm sorry, my remaining spell slots are of a high level, and I... It was simply too much. I could not keep the thoughts of the nightmare out of my head. I have unfortunately wasted a third level spell slot. I mean, that would have been a lot of healing. Should I try with a fourth? 
I mean, would it be worth like trying? Is there anything we can give him? Like, like does like Lenar? Do you have guidance, or can Celeste use a bardic inspiration yeah, or something? Was about to say, looking sort of you know almost begrudgingly at Van Richten. Pardon me, Doctor, but your history and your fame certainly precede you. I certainly would like to hope that you live up to that name, sir. Please. And he'll clasp him on the shoulder. Try again. And he'll give him a bardic inspo. Bardic inspo. Still poisoned, unfortunately. Uh, That's going to give him, what, plus a D8? D8. Let me find one of those bad boys. Level four cure wounds is what we're going for. Come with, on. With a D8. I could use this. <laughs> the first one's a success. Let me roll for the disadvantage. Oh, oh right. Shit. <laughs> That'll do it. Oh. That'll do it. He gets a 17. That's enough. So Looster's going to get a big ol' cure wounds. Let's see. An extra D8 for every slot above first. So here comes 4d8 healing. Nice. Oh, yeah. Plus his mod. Four ones. (laughs) That comes out to an additional 19 points of healing to Lustra. Nice. Yeah. Not too bad at all. He just kind of touches you on the shoulder and imbues you with some radiant energy. You'll need to be able to hold that shield up high, Lustra. Well, I stand up straighter than I was. Like, that really hit the spot. Thank you. Now how, what? How far away are we from Bothstone Snout's office? How far are we away from Bothstone Snout's <laughs> office? You are not far at all. If that is your, like, immediate destination, you could be there within, you know, within 15 minutes. As far as time of day goes... When you left the warehouse, you had uh, just a little under an hour of daylight left. Uh, So as you're traveling, like by the time you get there, you'll have maybe about 30 minutes of daylight left when you get to the offices. Okay. Um, And from when we were in Voth Stone's Notes office the first time, was is one of those uh, classic Martira Bay places with only like one entrance one exit sort of thing or did we see any other modes of ingress yeah he's in a packed part of town for sure there was a window or two on his offices could always try to smash a window coming through the roof or something if you wanted to uh but it is a single story okay uh, single story building I understand your rage, Tess. However, there's still much information we can glean from Voth. He does not know it was us that put that up in smoke. For all he knows, we showed up and it just happened. We have an advantage here. We need to use it. All right, how would you suggest we do that? Understand that there are more than just the children in that one world. I don't need you waxing philosophical. How do we use that to get to him now? We need information towards Baramidas so that way Van Richten can be dedicating more of his energy towards fixing the mists. Keep that in mind. So we need to use Voth's, what we know about Voth now and what we know about the warehouse now to find out more clearly how he can sell or otherwise grease Jasper Leafwood's pockets. That's, that's the what, still not the how. We won't kill him right away. He's not dying fast. Don't worry about that. If you want to ask him questions. Is that enough for you, sir? Like, Tess is just, like, shaking visibly. That is enough for now. We just need to know where Baramidas is. We might even be able to skip Jasper entirely if Voth knows this location. Somebody raising the dead surely would know where a Baramidas vampire could possibly be as well. That's racist. (laughs) (laughs) well we'll put that on the list of questions to ask while he still has teeth uh and tess is going to start like just walking towards the front door and lustra will don his shield and rapier (laughs) (laughs) Uh, above the table do we want to um try to social engineer sort of like oh hey just we're we we have an update sir or do we want to just kick in the door and get this started (laughs) 
Because I know what I want to do. <laughs> is that Colin or Tess? This is Colin both. talking. Okay. Colin knows we could do this smarter. Yeah. Tess ain't going to do it unless someone else says so. I mean, I, for one, am more amicable to diplomacy if we can try and make that work. I mean, regardless of what's happening, like, I mean, we're, we're going to go to violence anyways at some point. It's just a matter of when. But if we can get more information out of it beforehand, I think that's kind of in our best interest. So I think we need a scope of what we're actually looking for. I mean, ultimately, if we can find the location of Barometus through through Voth, that cuts out Jasper entirely. We don't even need to go to him. However, if he's not familiar with where Barometus is, then yes, we can have some kind of leverage over Voth to basically say, hey, you know, sell off to Jasper or or get more dirt on him that way. So that way we can find some way to like blackmail him using the information we know. Also, I'm just saying he can answer just as many questions at one hit point as he can at full. <laughs> if we had to speak with Den, he could answer five with zero hit points. <laughs> Do you have that prepared today, Van Richten? <laughs> he might. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> <laughs> However, he, the corpse is never under any compulsion to give us the answers we want. Neither is the live body. True enough. So what we, we should lead with is the idea of blackmailing him into at least selling to Jasper and using that as more leverage to possibly get the bear. Oh, no, he's location. dying tonight. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're going to get there. I'm just saying is that this is the course of events that we're going to try to attempt before we go and slit his throat. Is we get the, to get the information we want, we do it by blackmailing, by knowing what we know about the zombie kids. That sound reasonable? Uh, sure. Uh, quick thing. If, um, if we say... If we say that immediately, he's probably going to run. Do we want to make it be like, hey, we have an update for you, and then start talking that way so he's not immediately on his guard? Or do we just, like, again, are we kicking in the door? Are we saying, hey, boss, quick question for you? Hey, boss, before we go to the warehouse, as it's not yet sundown, or maybe it is sundown, and we... We just arrived there at that exact time. Um, a few other things about, you know, the, the premises. Maybe, uh, maybe we're slow walkers and it exploded on our way there. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, give us some some deniability. Um, yeah. I'm okay with the deniability fact. Go, hey, updating. We got there and it blew up. Shit was Not crazy. even that we got there. We finished supper and on our way it blew up. So we're kind of coming back like, do you still want us to guard a charred out destroyed warehouse? And then when he comes up and is like, whoa, well, you can't get help these days, then we cold cock him in the face. <laughs> All right, good plan. I Let's mean, open the door. Yeah. I mean, once again, just one more time before we go in, what are the objectives of this conversation? Get whatever we can out of him before we roll dice and then try and keep him alive. And then we get what we can out of him after we roll dice. Get within striking distance. Fair enough. There you go. <laughs> good news is that after... This nice chunk of walking and talking, the poison condition from the gas oh. uh, at the mill wears off. Those of you who are poisoned because of that are no longer poisoned. Oh, thank goodness. I'm so much less shitty now. <laughs> <laughs> also, I forgot that pieces of paper have two sides and just realized that I still have a few level two spell slots. Ooh. <laughs> so if anyone still requires any healing, I could try again. Top someone off. 18 out of 27 and I am staying away from melee combat. Uh, 24 out of 37 and I'm not staying away from melee combat. You should probably get a heal. I would appreciate that, sir. This was this far into by the time he realizes he doesn't have the poison condition anymore, so that's good. Hey! Uh, 19, so that's a success. Tess gets... Oh, shit, this is solid roll. I rolled like a bounce. Tess gets 13 points of healing from a level 2 spell slot. Not that's too exactly shabby. what I needed. Oh, nice. All right, I'm as topped up as I will ever be. We good to go? I think so. Yeah. Who wants to lead the conversational way? <laughs> not, oh, wait. I'm not poisoned. Still Slash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, 
Slash will sort of, you know, try to remember in his brain what the office looked like. Lustra, if you can guard one exit. Uh, Lenara, another. Watch the windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tess, I'm sure you will want to be right there with me when we're talking to Mr. Stone Snout. Oh, yes. Alrighty. I suppose I will take the lead. Everyone give me a perception check as you're approaching the building. Got a natural one. <laughs> uh, 15 from Slash. Uh, 14 from Tess. 20 for Lenara. Lenara, as you're approaching, you can hear some uh, some clanking around. It sounds like the sound of like chains being moved around from inside the building. Uh, so you're pretty confident he's home. And yeah, you can hear the sounds of chains being dragged. The big safe had uh, multiple locks yeah. on it. Mm. Maybe that's what he's trying to get out of here. Mm. All right. Well, let's not waste any time. Yep. Slash sort of takes a deep breath, <sighs> knocks a few times and opens the door without waiting for a response. And as soon as you do so, you see, sure enough, Voth Stone Snout inside his offices here. He's got a bunch of, you know, his piles of linen. There's a lot of crates and... Uh, boxes, all kinds of stuff like that in here, the few looms, his big desk. He is has moved the stack of linens that, sure enough, were on top of that big chest with the locks, and he's, like, taking the chain off the lock. Like, he's actively doing that. As you open the door, your keen eyes also immediately notice on his desk are some sketches uh, of all of you. They're very much like, they look like the same sketches that you got off of adolescent Colin, like way back when kind of obvious that it's a copy of those sketches. So it looks like somebody Mm -hmm. from Dominia has gotten word to dark on your pictures are on his desk. He's opening up this, uh, big locked box and as you open the door he rises to his feet turns around and looks you straight in the eyes slash and a grin just kind of crosses his face as you all do me a favor i was preparing to make my way to the warehouse to leave you dead in the streets except for the old man of course Not to be killed, but the rest of you will make fantastic workers in my mills. And with that, we're all going to roll some initiative. Well, damn. Does he not realize we're zapped of strength? We'll make terrible workers. (laughs) (laughs) The dwarves already had that chance. (laughs) Funny, I guess great minds think alike. Travel and murder, both on our minds. Oh, boy. And as soon as it turns to initiative, like, Van Richten, like, starts, like, his, uh, he t- takes a sword cane right out of the, the cane part and says, Be on your guard. Do not underestimate this gentleman. He's not gentle or a man. <laughs> Fair enough, but do not underestimate someone of his status. Let's see how we all do, though. Let's see how we do... This is going to be a good one. I can feel it. I can feel it. Do we have any 20 or higher in the mix? 23. Tess is ready to go. As though that was... Uh, That's so fitting. You were walking with purpose all the way here. And while Lucer's been restrained, he's definitely ready for a fight too because he got a 20. Oh, damn. Feeling a little healthier and ready to rock. Oh, Mm -hmm. very nice. Very nice. 15 or higher? Yes, I got to 16. Oh, hey! hey. <laughs> Seems to be feeling healthier himself. 10 or higher? Ugh. Oh, Ugh. dear. Oh, dear. Miles slash Slash, what'd you get? Uh, Slash came here ready for a conversation first, <laughs> so... <laughs> I got a 7. <laughs> I still think we can talk this out. <laughs> 
Seven and Lenara Adam. Uh, she's tactically waiting to see how the battle unfolds with a five. You're oh, using okay. my excuses now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tess's time to shine. I mean, it's my time to get to tank the entire fight. Yeah. Let's slip the elf of war. <laughs> All right, everyone's in initiative. Let's do this thing. Tess, you look over Slash's shoulder now that the door to the Weaver's Guild is open beyond. You see Voth Stonesout. He's standing there in his poofy shirt, in his beat-up, patchy trilby. He already has his two hands kind of spread out to his sides, and you can see necrotic energy start to pulse around his clenched fists but it's you you're so pissed off about the scene you just had to witness what does Tess do uh well he's he's sneering at us and saying that we saved him some time uh Tess is just going to um almost serenely say well, you should cherish the time you have left. Uh, and she's going to uh, saunter up towards him, pull out the bone saw, and while walking just say, This bone saw was forged from the dying scream of a master dwarf craftsman. What do you think will happen when his spirit mingles with yours? And she just, like, full two-handed diagonal slash right down his chest. Nice. For 19 to hit. <laughs> Shit! That's a hit. Okay. Get dead, Stone Snout. Uh, 13 damage. 13. Write that down. Next shot. Worse, uh, 13. 13 to hit. The first hit as your bone saw came down towards Stone Snout. You noticed some uh, bit of magic kind of like trying to push the blade of your weapon back. He's protected uh, by magic. You managed to cut through it the first time, but the second time it's enough to make you miss. You just can't quite get past the magical barrier he's got around his body. That's fine. I want to get my hands dirty anyway, and I'll just, like, grab the side of his head and try to stuff my thumb into his eye socket. Oh, shit. Uh, for 16 to hit. 16 is a hit. All right. Okay. Be in agony for nine. Nine more points of damage. Nine more points. And she's just going to just, like with, like, dead eyes, just stare him down. And that's Tess's turn? That's Tess's turn. Oh, man. Lustra, you also can see the necrotic energy starting to surround Voth Stone Snout. Tess is already charged in there. You're still, like, at the door right behind Slash as this battle is getting started. What do you want to do? I'm not leaving Tess to be by herself in the front line. Van Richten told me to get up my shield. I did. Rapier and shield in hand. I charge into melee. Nice. The dragon charges in. Shield in hand. And I'm... And as I'm running across, I'm gonna have the that force energy course through my rapier, and I'm gonna go for a thrust. Hell yeah. Right in on him. Come on. End him. That's a miss. Uh, I rolled a natural two. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, but I can go again. <laughs> so, Here's another shot. <laughs> uh, I ran in. I didn't get my footing. That's what it was. <laughs> and that's going to be a 17 to hit. 17, that first hit, just like Tess's second bone saw attack, bounces off this invisible barrier around him, but it's a connection with the second all right, so then here comes some force damage, and add strength, which I have none. Dexterity. Now. Dexterity, that's right, cripes. I don't know why I cannot do math with my rapier. So, nine add two, 11 force damage. Nice. 11 force damage. Oh, shit. 
And, uh, and as I go and give that, that force damage, I'm just going to, you know, give a side eye to Tess and be like, keep your head on straight. Very nice. Tess is just, like, evenly breathing, but, like, disregarding you. <laughs> that then brings it to Voth Stone Snout. Oh, oh boy. Voth Stone Snout. The commoner with six hit points left. <laughs> Voth no. Stone Snout. No, no, no. He does already look pretty bloodied up, though. That's the thing with these high-level magic users. These kind of fights can really go either way. But he still seems pretty confident. You think you'll defeat me? And he kind of... He brings his hands up and just, like, rips off his poofy shirt to show you this very muscular half-orc torso that is <laughs> absolutely <laughs> covered in dozens of tattoos. The biggest tattoo being this massive symbol of an eye wearing a crown. Symbols of the Rex crown. Symbols mm. of Aslan Rex. Oh, I look forward to flaying that from your body. His tattoos are just, like, glowing with that dark, necrotic energy. And he says, Lord Aslan has granted me powers far greater than the ones you all wield. And he simply reaches a hand out grabs Tess. Bane of my fucking existence, Justin, I swear <laughs> right to God. by the neck. He, like, digs. You dug your thumb into his eye. He digs his, like, into the scar on your neck <sighs> where the choker almost killed you. He starts trying to rip that scar open fresh. And he's going to cast. Before you say that, uh, I forgot to roll for my madness. Oh, do you love Voth Stone Snout? Oh my god. Uh, as, I mean, he just ripped off his shirt. Believe it or not, that's what reminded me. <laughs> this is it's very fitting. It's so, a very fitting time to remember. So, let, let's, let's see. get it out of the way. Let's see what happened. Uh, oh yeah, 67. Fine. Okay, cool. We're good. Oh, good, good, almost. good. Almost. So close. So close. <laughs> nice. Tess, you can feel all this necrotic energy start to try to seep into your flesh. But it's not inflict wounds this time. I know you thought it was. I mean, can you blame me? Like, every time. This one's a little different. A little different. 19 to hit Tess. Mm -mm. That'll do it. Let me just grab a bunch of uh, D6s, because this is a very upcast... Vampiric touch. Time to hurt you and heal up a little bit at the same time. Great! Isn't that fun? Well, you know, I'm just glad that I can give people hit points. You know, that's all about the way of mercy. Oh, here we go. Ooh, that is a juicy one. That is a juicy one. Tess, you take 20 points of necrotic damage. Fantastic. And you see some of the wounds that you guys have done to him close up as he regains some of his health points as a result of that spell. Very convenient. Splendid. And now he's feeling a little bit better as he smiles. And that brings us to Dr. Rudolf Van Richten. Do any of you require healing? I could use some, but not too much. This guy hits like a little bitch. Is that all Aslan Rex has given you? He has given me much more than you will ever understand. What should I do then? Heal you? Attack? What do you want Van Richten to do? I hate deciding in combat, yeah. guys. I hate it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, well, that was half of my health bar, so I could probably use a heal. That's uh, all right. He's got the movement to like run in, and he'll toss you 
uh, second level, hopefully. Let me see if he can pull it off. He'll try to do a second level Cure Wounds on Tess. He does pull it off. All right. So, Tess, you get 11 points. Alrighty. 11 points of healing, not too shabby at all. And that brings it to Slash. What do you do? You're like, you open the door, you're like mid sentence <laughs> about to start a dialogue. And then all this happens. Understand, Mr. Stones. Oh, we're fighting. Okay. <laughs> yep. I'm uh, on that topic. Slash seeing, you know, him talk and whatnot is, has made Slash kind of frustrated. If you will not listen to reason, then listen to nothing at all. And he will cast silence. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, right on top of him. Oh, I don't like that. Mm. Oh, you saucy wench. <laughs> Talk nice. to us about silence. So silence, uh, 120 feet, 20 foot radius sphere. Um, any creature or object entirely inside the sphere is immune to thunder damage. However, it also costs casting a spell that includes a verbal component is impossible here. Oh, man. So any spell with a verbal component. Have fun with that, Mr. Magic Caster. Man. <laughs> Ah, man, I just looked at my spell list, and I'm like, well, as long as it doesn't affect this... Oh, it definitely affects that spell. Shit. Shit! Oh, that's not good. Is there, like, a save? No, eh? it's just on an area. It's on an area. What a stupid... (laughs) Stupid spell. Get us plenty of practice being as silent as the dead you will become. What? Can't hear you. (laughs) All right, well, silence in uh, in the room. Everything goes eerily silent. No one can hear a damn thing in that little bubble in there. Anything else from Salash? Um, Salash will turn to Lenara and gesture to the radius of the sphere and be like, don't cross that so you can still shoot them. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, Salash will sort of, you know, gesture broadly to, uh, to Lenara. <laughs> Lenara. Uh, I'm going to take advantage of that then. And uh, let's see how dexterous uh, this Voth Stone Snout is. And I will Sacred Flame this bugger. Ooh. Dex save. Dex save DC 15. Roll bad. Got a six. Yay. Excellent. Take your necrotic damage and have some radiant. For 11 radiant damage. Dude. Wow. And uh, Lenara will stay at the edge of this silence radius and try and take up as much space uh, with this guy. Um, she'll pull a dagger in case he comes towards us or tries to run past. And I'll end my turn there. Very nice. He's standing there talking mad shit about you guys. You can't hear a damn word he's saying, though. <laughs> he's pointing at you guys. Very mean look on his face. You're probably a little pouty because you cast silence and ruined all this fun. (laughs) (laughs) Top the turn order, Tess. What would you like to do? Take a wild hecking guess, Justin. (laughs) Um, Yeah, with the the silence, it's sort of like in those movies where like the classical music is playing in like in someone's head, and they're just like in Zen, like sorting books. It's like that. But she's sorting through which rib she wants to slice through the ciliary muscle of. Nice. Uh, swinging wildly for 18 to hit. Oh, yeah. 18 for 11. I'm guessing you're not done there. I, I, no, no. Uh, we're going to, um, gonna slice through, like, part of his chest and then sw- like switch up so to like try to carve off uh part of the front of his chest where the um where the rex crown tattoo is for mm, cannot roll for shit on my second attack apparently 10 to hit not gonna do it not gonna do it um the uh the bone saw doesn't work let's try just clawing his face off for 17 to hit yeah that's a hit 17 to hit for ooh 10 more damage wow damn yeah six don't plus get, four baby don't get in a bar fight with Tess <laughs> seriously <laughs> and uh she'll just give him a 
small smile with like a bit of blood trickling out of her nose from the vampiric touch, and we'll end her turn there. Lustra Venari, what do you do next? It's all gone quiet, but it's still a flurry of activity. Uh, I'm going to start stabbing at joints with my rapier. Um, as much as I would like to charge up with force energy, I have a feeling that there's probably a verbal component to that or something. I don't think so. I mean, it's a class feature. It doesn't say anything about that stuff. If it doesn't say it, then we're good. If that be the case, then some after images of that rapier echoing out with force energy comes about, and I'm going to start stabbing at joints. I'm going to aim for the shoulders first. Nice. Aim for that left shoulder. Let's see if this piercing hits. That's going to be 16 to hit. That's a hit. Hey. Oh, <laughs> that's 16 force damage. God, hell yeah. <laughs> two sevens on two D8s. <laughs> Hold on. Check if I have some reaction or some. Ah, I've got no. I thought maybe I'd have shield or something. There's nothing I can do. That's the gamble you take with these high-level spellcasters. Let it get to the very next turn. Give him one more round, and he was going to... Actually, he wasn't going to do some shit because you make it so he can't talk. (laughs) Man, you guys just destroy Voth Stone Snout. His body crumbles under Lustra's blow. And you're out of initiative just like that. <laughs> wow. You guys just wrecked a really high-level spellcaster. <laughs> Thanks, Slash. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, if they didn't want to talk, then nobody can talk. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so yeah, uh, making sure that he is in fact dead, uh, once we know that for sure, he'll drop the silence, um, and Slash will sort of stand over the body and, uh, do what he always does when he finds somebody of import and rifle through their pockets. You go through the pockets, not much aside from a few little trinkets, uh, you find 12 gold in his pockets, but yeah, on his body, not not much going on. Not much going on. He is very dead, however. Yeah. Uh, the tattoos are all, like, very thematic. They're all slight variations of, like, that Rex Crown symbol you've seen so many times at this point. He seems like he was quite the fanatic, quite the devoted follower. Every time Azalin Rex updated his logo, he's like, I gotta get a new tattoo, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got all the additions. Speaking of, as he's reviewing the body and the corpse, Gloss, does this tattoo look familiar to you? Oh, me? Uh, a, uh, no, I mean, it looks like that symbol we've seen a couple times before, but, uh, eh, I think that's what it is. There isn't a live version of this tattoo floating around somewhere, perhaps? He turns himself into a version of that tattoo. He says, there is now, I guess. <laughs> so Lash sort of like tries to rub the the tattoo off, perhaps not here, and just sort of, you know, like shoes him away. Oh, you mean over here? And he like forms himself like on your back, like tramp stand. It's <laughs> like, is this where you want it? So Lash sort of rolls his eyes. <sighs> I suppose for now. Um <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, he'll then turn his attention to the box that was very locked up. Um, is it still locked up, or did he successfully unlock it with all the chains on it and that like? Yeah, the chains are off. Yeah, he took the lock off. You want to open it up? Um, Slash will look to the others in the room for something that was clearly this important that he didn't want to leave with it. I feel like everybody should take a few steps back unless somebody else wants to open it first. I didn't take any hits in that fight. I can go and open it. Tess is, like, shows no signs of hearing you at all, and she's just staring at uh, Vothstone's house body. Slash gestures to Lustra. Lenara hides under some carpets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before he goes to open the lock, he'll just kind of grab Tess's attention. Look, we got him. Look, Tess. 
Tess, Tess. She like Look shakes. She like shakes off if you like touch her. Look, we got him. Okay. Just that's the problem. She like gets down on one knee and just like starts slapping him across the face. Wake up, you son of a bitch! That was too fast. Look, it was too fast. No. Just no. we we need you. You're back one of those here. Rex Crown, right? Come on, come back, come back. You don't. You want some more? You want another? Huh? Huh? You're talking all that good shit, and she's just like punching him like in the jaw, and just like punching his limp body, and just like smashing his face left, and then right, then left, then right, and just like the the room is filled with like a wet slapping noise, and then crunching as like she starts disintegrating his jaw. Like, we've done what we can. I, I understand all of us are angry at this. But there's... We're here for a larger purpose. We managed to save future kids. Just... I need... We need your head in the game here. We can focus on this maybe tonight, but now's not the time. I'm not, I'm not saying sweep it under the rug. I'm just saying is that we can talk about this later, but just don't get lost in it right now. There are four of you. That seems like plenty of hands to roll this place. And she's, uh, and she just like takes the bone saw and starts like sliding the blade underneath like the first, like the biggest uh, Rex crown tattoo and just starts cutting away. Tess, this isn't you. What happened to the person waiting for Simon? What happened to, you know, the person who's caring about everyone's feelings? Right? This isn't you just mutilating a dead body. I understand that it's awful. And I'm just saying, don't get lost in it, man. You understand. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you think you do. People who do this don't deserve a quick death. They should be made to beg for mercy before the end so they know what they have done. Death is the mercy to give them. They should not receive... People like this should not receive it easily. This is just me trying. I don't know what to say. I just don't. Just me trying to reach out, okay? I'm just going to open this up. But just take a moment is all I'm saying. I don't know the right words. And then I'm just going to shuffle over and open up this lock and try my best with my thieves... Oh, wait, is it locked? No, he took the lock off. You open it successfully and inside is just a pile of bones look like looks like he was going to make himself a new friend to maybe bring to uh, outside of the warehouse he told you to guard at this point you kind of put together you know that after you guys left here to go guard the abandoned mill he kind of put two and two together pulled out, you know, the sketches of you guys. I was like, wait a minute. They, I'm sure you've done some stuff to disguise yourself, but the group makeup is still close enough. He was like, wait a minute. Uh, so it looks like he was headed to come jump you in the streets, essentially. Elf girl, elf gore, dragonborn, snake boy. Wait a minute. You idiots. <laughs> you grab their stunt doubles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Once uh, Lenara hears the chest um, open and the squelching uh, turn to the other chest open. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she'll uh, pop out, and since he was a spellcaster, she'll fire off another detect magic to see if he's got anything creepy weird, and she'll do a magical rolling of the place. And unfortunately, once again... Uh, there are no magical items in here. How did he fucking raise the dead? Slash is going to go to some of the desks and look for ledgers, look for any kind of map of what warehouses he owned, and basically look for supply routes to know how he was transporting these materials from these abandoned warehouses, supposedly. Because clearly he wasn't just loading stuff in and taking them out again. Sure. So he's going to hunt through his desks for those kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. You find all his ledgers. It looks like the Weaver's Guild uh, had, you know, contracts and jobs with just about everybody in the city. I mean, there's 
ledgers all over the place. There's a lot of names and a lot of businesses. Everybody needs the Weaver's Guild every now and again. Maybe this Voss Stone Snout particularly uh, owned way more mills and warehouses than anyone else. He owns like over a dozen warehouses. Lustra is going to go to the threshold of the whole building just outside, and he's just going to stand guard and keep an eye out to make sure that no other people are coming to see Voth, and will warn anyone if anyone comes by. I just want to make it a point that I'm kind of being absolutely keeping a lookout on the outside. Yeah, I mean, you don't find anything uh, too surprising in on the ledgers. It, you know, obviously, like the the darker part of his business, he kept very well under wraps. Would there be any deeds of ownership? Or anything like that amidst his his paperwork in his office? Give me an investigation. Uh, all right. Um, or if you guys just yeah, want to do it with advantage or whoever wants to do it. I Slash. feel like Slash is the one going through <laughs> Slash the... Slash is going to do it, yeah. Go skill snake. <laughs> um, investigation? Yep. With advantage. Oh, that's better. Uh, that's 18. 18 is pretty good. You do find a couple deeds. Uh, you find the deeds to 10 separate warehouses in the warehouse district. Uh, with that, you also find a list of like names of families. Pretty dark, but you essentially like find uh, like birth records of the slums. Uh, oh. It's definitely not a coincidence that they were all young kids from the slums, I guess, in his mind, figured uh, it'll be the least, it's the least noticeable victim. Slash will pocket those ledgers and deeds. It would seem we have the appropriate dirt, or at least something comparable for trade with Mr. Leafwood. Slash will look over to Tess and see her, again, probably still, like, just razor-focused on mutilating this body. Slash will crouch down next to her. Find anything interesting? Slash will sort of, you know, splay out some of the pages of the um, uh, ledgers and names of children and slums and whatnot. I found his employment records. But Tess, there's something you need to know. You want a fate worse than death for this man. For what this creature was. Mutilating a body is beneath you. So it's quite simple. Like any businessman, unfortunately, even myself included, one of the biggest things you can do to destroy somebody is to pretend or otherwise erase them from existence. And we will do exactly that. We have all of the materials. We have all of the information. It could be like this man never existed. Tell that to those families. As far as they know, their children may as well have never existed. You can erase... The future of this man, but he has erased the future of dozens, if not hundreds, of lives. If anything, this is not enough. Um, she's uh, just wants to check, like as she's going through her paces with Voth. Um, are there any semi-pointed ears? Any semi-pointed? canines any signs that he is a vampire or other or a half vampire of any sort like a lot of the other rex crown a dampier even yeah mm-hmm. uh give me give me a medicine check uh that's 11 no no signs okay uh tess will for the first time since we started rolling the place uh sort of like look up from from Voth and around to everyone else. I I get that you all want to not think about this, but there's no point in that. This is the only thing to think about. This is what we are here for. Take a good look at him. Hold those dead faces in your mind. We are in the domains of dread. This is not Waterdeep. This is not Chult. 
And if you are the same person that you were in the high class city in your in your clan, in your libraries, whatever you do, Selesh, then I think there is something far more wrong with you than there is with me. And she'll uh, like ram the bone saw down almost like a um, a paper slicer and just sever both stone snouts head oh shit what a great way to bring up the credits at the end of the episode i think an epic epic ending of a scene fade to black with a nice squelch (laughs) oh man 